Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. surprise for you. Uh, look there, right in front of you. Tombstone. Three of them. The first one is your mother. The second one is your brother. They're both sleeping soundly under them. And the third one... It is... It's mine. Midnight. The witching hour when the night is darkest, our fears the strongest, and our strength at its lowest ebb. Midnight, when the graves gape open and death strikes. How? You'll learn the answer in just a moment in The Man with the Black Beard. <laughs> Before 12 o'clock midnight, Charles Corbett is sleeping peacefully, but not his wife, Evelyn. Everybody does. Sooner or later. No! I don't want to see you! And I won't! Del Bell, please. What are you doing? You can't operate on me. You can't. Just hold still. After this first incision, you won't feel anything. There's nothing wrong with me. Let go of me. No one's holding you. Get up. I try to. I, I can't. No, Evelyn. Your face. You're growing thin. Yes, Evelyn. The black beard. You're the man with the black beard who's been following me. Yes, Evelyn. No. I'm afraid you're going to die. <laughs> Prisoner will rise. Prisoner. I find you guilty. Guilty of trying to run away from the man with the black beard. You are sentenced to be guillotined. No. 
Isabel, please, I didn't do anything wrong. Step up these stairs, please. My husband, let me call my husband. No time for that. Raise the guillotine. Please, give me another chance. You'll only run away again. Head down, please. No, no, no. Oh, why do you hate me? Why do you want to kill me? Because you hate me. And for this you must die. Charles, there's something else. I can't help feeling it. I can't help feeling that I'm going to die. Don't say that, Evelyn. No, I feel it in my bones, Charles. I'm certain. I'm going to die. Soon. Corbett speaking. Uh, Mr. Corbett, I'm glad I got you. No, Charles, it's not. It was the same man. I remember his face in every detail. Oh, I don't see. Oh, I guess I guess we have to do something about this, darling. What can we do? Look, look, su- suppose, suppose we go to see Dr. Lieber. He should be able to help. Uh-uh, no. It's no use, Charles. He's after me. The man with the black beard. I'm going to die, Charles. 
I can. He, he has a long, narrow face, deep-set black eyes, and a black beard. Had you ever seen him before this, uh, before you dreamed of him? No, no, I don't think so. And you believe the man you saw in the street and the one you dreamed about are the same? I know they are. I know they are. You say he nodded to you, as if he knew you. Oh, he knew me, all right. He wants me to die. You met him twice? Yes, and both times he nodded. I can understand you being afraid of him. But I think you also hate him. You do hate him, don't you? Hate him? Doctor, I could kill him without even thinking twice about it. I see. What do you think, Dr. Weber? If she did not hate him, the explanation would be simple. She might have seen this man with a black beard before she dreamed of him, just passing in the street. And she could have had a nightmare about him. But hate. Hate is important. Hating him the way she does... That means he has become a symbol to her. A symbol? And you don't believe he's a real person, do you? That he's really threatening me? Not in the way you mean. What we'll have to do is to find out just what he does stand for. But, Doctor, I tell you, I know what he stands for. He stands for death. I'm not going to tell you to forget him, Mrs. Corbett, because you won't. But if you'll come back again tomorrow, well, we'll see if we can't find out a little more about Here? Waiting for you, darling. We're going to have lunch together. You mean you'd like to take a look at the man with the black beard? Well, yes. Look, you, you, you say you've met him right here on this street corner. Yes, right? right here. Twice. Oh, Charles, are you doing this because you believe me or because you don't believe me? Or is it because you think I've gone mad? Oh, my dearest, what a question. Well, maybe he won't show up today. Well, then I'll try again. Yes, and maybe that I can see him and maybe you can't. Maybe it's just a... There, coming towards him. Well, I'll be. Oh, just, just as you described it. Then you do see him. How do you do? Oh, he spoke to me. He never did that before. He in that car. Hey, you! Wait, wait! I want to talk to you. He isn't paying any attention, Charles. He's driving away. I'm going to get away. Taxi, come on. Taxi. Mister, how much longer are we going to keep tailing this guy? We're way outside the city limits. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to tail him until we find out where he's going. You, you haven't lost him, have you? No. He can't go much further because this road is... Hey, turn it off. Huh? Into the cemetery. What? What did you say? The Cypress Cemetery. He's going in. Well, step on it, will you? You better catch him. Don't worry. There's just this one road. The entrance gate's on the other side of this curve. There's an attendant there. He'll have to Here for an hour. You see, Sarge, you see, I told you. Stop it, boy. I told you. Stop it. 
Look, there must have been one. We followed it all the way from town. A man with a black beard was driving it. Mister, I say there hasn't been a car through here for an hour. With or without a beard. A man with a black beard. And a black car. Vanishing into thin air at the gates of a cemetery. But then, where would you expect a trail to end that began with a nightmare? A dream of... And now back to Murder at Midnight and The Man with the Black Beard. find Evelyn deep in another terrifying encounter with the man who haunts her day and night. Evelyn. You? You again? What are you doing here? Waiting for you. You were looking for me, remember? You and your husband right here in the cemetery. I've got to get up. This is just another dream. It's a nightmare. Is it? Yes. Look at me. I'm very real. Here. Well, I... 
I think I am. When was the last time someone close to you died? Died? About six years ago. Who was it? It was my brother. My only brother. Were you very fond of him? Yes. Did you have nightmares then? Oh, I... Yes, I think so. Did you dream about the man with the black beard then? I'm not sure. Think back. No, I, I, I can't remember. I have a feeling that I did. Only I can't be too certain. It will come to you. Maybe not now, maybe tomorrow, the day after. Let me know immediately when it does. I don't I don't get this, Doctor. What has that got to do with the immediate problem? A great deal, Mr. Corbett. But the man with the beard is a real person. No, he isn't. He isn't a real person. But he was no, I think he's dead. Hunting for me. I see. Of course, one way we can prove he's not is to get hold of him. Talk to him. Well, I'll take that job. I'll find him. And when I do, he's going to do a lot of talking. Hello. Uh, Mr. Corbett? Yes? Oh, this is the office calling. Uh, the boy's wanted to uh, investigate his case. Yeah, yeah. The body of a Mr. Hampton was found in the river today. He was heavily insured, and they wanted him to go down to the city morgue and to look at the body as soon as possible. Okay, I'll, I'll go down right now. Goodbye. When was that body fished out of the river? Several hours ago. Uh-huh. Okay. You can put the sheet back. So what do you think? Murder, suicide, or accident? Oh, I don't know yet. Hey! Hey, there he is! Here! He moved. The man with the black beard, he just walked out of the flab room. I didn't notice. Hey, 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 wait a minute! Oh, God! Got a man with a black beard? No, sir. But you must have. He came out of here just a minute ago. Well, maybe he walked out. It's only two flights. Oh? Where, where are the stairs? Right over there. Okay, I'll see. Hello? Hello, Dr. Lieber? Yes? This is Charles Corbett. I just saw the man with a black beard again. You did, man. Down the morgue. No, he, he disappeared. I ran after him, but he he, he just vanished. Man. We've got to get a hold of him, Doctor. Perhaps we can meet him at the street corner near my wife's office. She's seen him there several times. Everybody had his schedule, but when's the best time? Uh, about one o'clock. Look, should I have Evelyn come too? Yes, that would be a good idea. Good. Maybe we can clear this up today. <laughs> I'm afraid. Oh, there's no reason to be afraid here. I'm with you, and Dr. Labor will be here any minute. Well, if I see him again, I don't know what will happen. Nothing will happen. Believe me, darling. Look, once we talk to him, here he comes. Where, John? Right there. Uh, Dr. Labor. Oh, oh, I thought you... You started me. Hello. I'm glad you could come, Doctor. And I'm terrified, Doctor. Do we have to do this? It's the quickest way of getting to the bottom of it. What time have you got, Mr. Corbett? I have five to one. Yes, it's just about the time he passes by. I hope he doesn't keep us waiting too long. Doctor Lieber, really, you've been wonderful about this whole thing. If it hadn't been for you, for you and Charles, I don't... What is it, Mrs. Corbett? What's the matter? Look! Over there! It's he... It really does have a bad beard. I've got to get away. I've got to get no, away. Stay here. Nothing's going to happen to you. He's coming over here. Good. Oh, no, no, no. Don't let him touch me. Don't. Please, Mrs. Corbett. Good no. afternoon. How do you do, sir? I believe you're the people who are looking for me. Oh, how did you know that? The guard out at the cemetery told me. 
He described you and the lady perfectly. Oh, oh look out. I've got her. Evelyn. She's fainted. Evelyn. Better take her someplace quiet where she can. My face is just up the street there, a few doors. If it won't bother you too much, we... Of course not. Show her. Here we are. But this... This is... It says Blakely's funeral parlor. Yes, I'm Mr. Blakely. An undertaker? Yes, a mortician. Of course. This is finally beginning to make sense. Put it down on the couch there, Corbett. Make sense? How? Do you know Mrs. Corbett, Mr. Blakely? I've seen her a few times in the street. We seem to have lunch at about the same time. She stared at me, and I assumed she knew me, so I nodded to her. You've had no other dealings with her? Not that I know of, no. What was your wife's maiden name, Corbett? Huh? Uh, uh, Harper. Why? Would you look that name up in your files, Mr. Blakely? Why, yes, of course. Let me see. Hadley Halton. Uh, Harper. Cecilia M. Died January 26, 1926. Buried at... Why, that was her mother. And that's the answer. She loved her mother very much. Very much. Yes, she she was only six years old at the time, but she she always said... An age of deep feeling, without any real understanding of cause and effect. Her mother died, and Mr. Blakely came and took her away. As a result, she attributed her death to him. He came to represent death to her, and thus became an object of terror and hatred. But I, I don't understand. After all these years... She didn't remember him consciously, because she wanted to forget about him. But a subconscious mind never forgives or forgets. She must have seen him in the street without really being aware of it. Then her subconscious mind went to work, started creating those nightmares. And you think that when we tell her all this and we explain... I'm sure of it. Oh. Yes, but doctor, how, how can we explain the attendant at the cemetery and the guy at the morgue? You know, they said they hadn't seen him. Now that we know that Mr. Blakely, the bearded man, is an undertaker, uh, a mortician, the explanation is simple. He was such a familiar figure at the cemetery and the morgue that his presence did not quite register on their conscious mind. Just as we never noticed our waiter at a restaurant. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. I, I see. Now, let me take a look at her. She should be coming through now. Oh, what is it? Doctor, what's the matter? I, I don't seem to find any pulse. I'm afraid. Strain and the shock. You mean? You, you mean? I. I'm afraid she is, Mr. Corbett. After all, when we believe someone to be dead, <laughs> they can be dead. A woman, dead of fear, created in her own mind, lying on a couch. In a funeral parlor. The logical place to end the story that began with a nightmare. A terrifying dream of... Murder! At
Silver to be with us again when death steps smiling from behind a tombstone and the clocks strike twelve for murder at midnight. The part of Evelyn Corbett was played by Mercedes McCambridge. With music by Charles Paul, Murder at Midnight was directed by Anton M. Leader. concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.